why I've never had a cricket problem before, but I, I looked it up and apparently it's, it's really bad luck to kick them out of your house. Like you're not supposed to kick them out of your house, but like, what am I supposed to do? Like, let you stay here? Now there's like 36 crickets running around because I did kick out one. And let me tell you, I had a really, really horrible week after that. And now they're just running around and I'm like, please move. I just want to make a piece of toast and you're in my way. And I open a cabinet and it's just like, oh, hey, cricket that I can't kick out of my house. Can you please just leave? I don't want to kick you out. I just want to ask you nicely to leave. My house is just infested with crickets. There's nothing I can do about it. Welcome to the airport. I or B will be on the left. I or B will be on the right. Take your seat. And prepare for the flight. is the question, not the answer. A question and an answer, maybe, or an answer and a question. Alone. We die alone. And in between, we spend our lives looking for something, connection. Hey! And a true friend. Many friendships will come only to fade as quickly as the bandits. But some are rare and precious. The myth. 
turn life up Man to You gotta hold on to friends like these because just like air, you'll miss them when they're gone. This one's for you, Uncle Caparoonies, in the room. Listen to this. It's about you appreciating me. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Woo! You robbing my nipple. <laughs> You little pervert, Oz, get out of here. Yeah, I couldn't be bothered hitting up the um, sound machine at the moment, to be honest with you. You're a little bit flaccid. A little bit flaccid. Let's have a listen to this theology for the little bastard thing plays, or I'm not even going to play it again. And in between. Here we go. Ah, shit. Okay, let's try it one more time for you, Caps. This is from... This is what you're thinking about me. We spend our lives looking for something, connection. Connection. That's all we want, man. Every once in a while, we might find it in a true friend. Oh. Many friendships will come only to fade as quickly as a firework. Oh. But some, a rare and precious few, some. turn life up to 11 and keep it there. We keep it to we 11. We friends like these because just like air, you'll miss them. When they're gone. That's right. You'll miss me when I'm gone. I guarantee it. You're going to go, where's that guy that used to pick me up on those nights during the week when I was feeling down? Uh, his neo-Nazi music used to really lift me up on a Friday and Saturday night down at the punk hall. And he's just disappeared. Sometimes you end up getting where you want to go and then find out when you get there that you don't want to be where you're at. And then you feel... Why this is all just a waste of time. <laughs> but just remember, okay. if you never got there, then you'd always be wanting to get there, and then you don't know you don't want to be there until you get there. So sometimes you just got to go where you don't want to go. What do you say? Just know that that's not where you want to be. Okay. That was super freaking awesome the rest of your day and stuff. Okay, bye. And what do you say when you get to those moments in time, guys? Yep, come in. Popularity contest. Hey, she is bloody hell, princess star. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at you. Did you get a tattoo while you were gone? Yeah. <laughs> Good on you. Look, I was number 50 in the line. Oh, awesome. I was there at 8, 8, and 9 in the morning. Yeah. And it started at 8.30 p.m. Oh, uh, good one. Oh, wow, what a trip. But then I got this. Oh, yeah. From the concert. Huh. Wow. And this little heart someone no. gave it to me. I got a whole bunch of confetti from the actual yeah. melody she Oh, yeah. Out. You want to put that in a box? It'd probably be... What's it? What was the name? Melanie. Oh, yeah. Because I think Pink was on tour as well, wasn't she? Who? Pink. Wasn't Pink, Pink around in Australia at the moment? I don't think so. Oh, I thought Pink was also around. I knew it wasn't Pink that you went to, yeah. Yeah, and Melanie has another show tonight. Oh, wow. But then I got this shirt. Yeah, right. This is her merch. Yeah. And then I got this one. What did you buy from the, from, the, from the actual venue when you were there? Yeah. Oh, that's all right, eh? And then, yeah. And then I got a number on my hand when I first got there. Oh, was, yeah. Because the VIP people get in first. Yeah. It's because, yeah. And VIP tickets are like $600. Yeah. But then I was right behind the VIP people. So if they went there, I would have gone at least yeah. second row. Oh. But I was really close to her. Oh, that's all right. Did you have flashbacks from Asquitch when you got the thing put on your hand? No. Like, you know, did you have a flashback like my grandmother, my great-grandmother went through this um, 100 years ago before they went into the oven? Didn't have that, that feeling? That's all right. Hey, did you hear that weird thing where people are getting amnesia going to this concert with that? What's her name? The big one now on the on the scene. Uh-huh. The one with the real short hair at the front, like a fringe. She just won the Emmys. I don't know. You know that Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all talking about. I think she's overrated. Yeah. Really, yeah. I don't like her. No, uh, she's not all that pretty. Like, she's just pretty ordinary. Yeah. I mean, pretty, but pretty ordinary. Yeah. Oh, well. 
No, well, that was good as long as you had a good time and he's come home safe. That's the main thing. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Huh. Yeah. Oh, Molly's been dying the hell out of me. She's probably going to have bad breath from the things I just fed her recently that she I bought stinks. today. Yep. No doubt about that. Which well, is going to with these feral claws that I just bought again. She's been on them for the afternoon. She's had nothing else to eat. So it's going to be like. <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen her when she heard you come home. She's in this. She could hear you as soon as you turned up and she's like. <clears throat> and then she was actually smelling. And then when she ran out here, she was smelling exactly. Did you go to the toilet when you got here? No, Olivia did. Oh, she was smelling around. She must. She was trying to pick up the scent <laughs> of where you were. But she actually, it was like, she went, and she went up to the door, but going, trying to actually smell you a little bit, because she couldn't hear you. <laughs> it's probably Olivia in a poo. <laughs> it's not Kaylee. <laughs> Something like that. That's crazy. No, she was good. Then she come up and sit with me, which is yeah. fine. Yeah. She just comes up, puts her hand on me like this, no, no joke, and then on my chest, and then she just goes down and maybe puts her head on my feet, and that's it. Yeah, she's a good dog like that. Yeah. No, that's good. I need to go to the toilet. Yeah, I need to actually do the rest of my show that we're live. <laughs> okay. All right, miss. Oh, that's good that you got aim safe anyway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just put that thing in the door because look. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, what was the name? Boy, Dad's talking to people. What was her name? Kayla Smith. No, the one, the one that, that you see. Melanie Martinez. Melly, Melanie Martinez, is that, if anyone knows that, in the room, um, whoever's left. Yeah, that was Melanie Martinez. Yeah, okay, I just wanted to tell people, because they're probably hearing us, no doubt. Yeah. I haven't muted or anything. Yeah, that's good. All right, yeah. Melanie. I, don't, I can't remember it. I don't even know her, to be honest with you. But, uh, might be a younger... Younger, younger ladies or guys sort of thing. Yeah, it all changes in different aspects of life, doesn't it? You know, like different bands. God, I remember mine. I seen, I remember I actually seen um, live, um, what was their name? Uh, Freaking Screaming Jets. Remember the old screaming jets? Say you never get anywhere, and they don't care. It's just not fair, but you know that I know better. That sort of crazy shit. And um, they were actually just coming out, and they were a backup band with Steve Earle and the Jukes. That would have been about close to the 90s here. They toured in Australia. And um, I remember that day because I just thrown an engine. Now I got a mechanic to do it. Actually, I was only about mm, shit, probably about eighteen at the time. And um, the bloody mechanic bastard thing, like I don't know if it, I think it was where I bought the engine already. He's throwing the engine block in my car, and the freaking engine block had a freaking um, instead of a breather on the cap, it had a bloody radiator cap on it. So I'm pissing out oil all the way, well, must have been nearly 300 miles, 250 miles, um, blowing freaking, um, blowing oil out of my engine all the way um, straight out of the dipstick pretty much because of the compression, you know. It had no air breather, it, had no, it was just full compression in the engine. And this is like out in a freeway, so you, you know, doing 100 well, 66 miles roughly, maybe 70 miles down on straights and shit and up and down hills. And so you can imagine the compression. Every survey we had to turn up to get there until we realised exactly what had bloody happened. And then um, as the the other thing on top of this as well is that my freaking um, my windscreen wipers broke down underneath the actual, um, near the floorboard, there used to be on the old HRs back in the 66 model that I had, you could, um, there was like a linkage in between them, and it was like a pivot. You could, like, do it by hand, which we eventually had to do. So we travelled nearly, I don't know, that must have been at least 100, 
um, close to 100 miles just with my friend uh, on the ground because um, we had a, like, you know, because it was a pretty big area. So he was pretty much seatbelt off and everything, virtually laying on the ground in the front of the um, passenger side, manoeuvring my windscreen wipers as we got there. <laughs> So we had oil pissing out of the freaking, uh, d- um, you know, uh, oh, let's have a look, freaking thing. And then we bloody had, and then the old mates down there going, <laughs> I could reach it, but it was too difficult, you know, because the rain was so heavy too. It was freaking just poured down on us and you could hardly see a thing, so we had to do it. So he's on the ground like that. I've got oil pissing out of my car everywhere. Just to go to a Steve Hill concert about 300 miles away. That was a memory and a half, that one, guys. Bloody hell. The things you do, eh, when you're young. Improvisation definitely helps, eh? Yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta improvise, man. Yeah, oh, yeah, I've got many a journeys like that, especially with cars. I was down a car and this um old mate, he threw I don't know what he threw it into. He he shifted really hard into I think he missed the gear. Um, he thought it was reverse. I don't know uh, where he went. I don't think you can do that in the car that he was in. But anyway, he freaking pissed and just went <laughs> straight up through the bonnet. It's just like freaking hell, man. That's some crazy shit. It's like I'm glad I went up instead of straight through here in the bill housing and freaking ripped the shit out of him with a firewall and ripped the hell out of me, you know, or put a hole through me. I really do cherish my chest. And, um, oh, the other one I, I had, I was actually going down a freeway and, um, the bloody thing just locked up, man. I had a complete diff lock. Wow. That was, that was a big screech. It just came out the blue, just went, and just, and I got cars going around me, side swerving and everything. <laughs> it's just nuts. <laughs> I was in another one. I was in a five or six. I think it was five. Uh, might have been six. I was in the middle. There was two in front of me. I was def. I reckon there was at least two in front of me and two behind me. And then I cut two, three, four, five. Yeah. So it would have been six. I think. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure there was maybe might have been one behind me. No, I reckon it was two because I remember this. It might have been one or two in front of me. I can't remember offhand. Anyway, I seen this car. I was like parked at the lights, and I wanted to get my check for me pay. You know, I was doing it pretty hard in the day, so I just what all I wanted to do was get home after work and go to the bank. You know, it was already taken me nearly an hour just to get out to the stupid out of the city because of the bloody, um, you know. God, that was back then. That's going back 40, 40 years ago in the city. God, I might imagine it now, Sydney. What a hellhole that must be. We were all bumper to bumper. We'd go to Sydney on, on the weekend. It'd take us 30 minutes pretty much to get in there on the way home. During the weekdays, it'd be it'd be about sometimes up to three hours just for me to get home, you know. So that was pretty shit. Um, anyway, that's another story. I ended up doing other revenues. I ended up actually catching the train. It was a lot quicker. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I was freaking, I was just sitting there in this car thing, just on the edge of a hill, like coming down and bloody, I seen this car come flying over like the Duke of Hazlitt and I thought, oh shit, here we go. And I actually remember it and I went, I could hear this boom, boom. That's why I know it was two behind me. And then and I've got my cigarette in my mouth, you know, I just sparked up a durry and I'm just sitting in my car, you know, and I wanted to get to the, um... To, to cash in my check for the week. We used to have checks back then where I worked in the building industry. And I freaking, um, bang! And it was that hit, hit me that hard. My cigarette threw out my mouth. But you know, the funny thing about it is that it might have only been one. Um, whatever it was, it was two behind me, all right? So they were all smashed up, like, waiting. We can't drive the cars. I was the only car in amongst them. I had an older 66 model car. And I just said, oh, well, fuck this, man. I'm not hanging around, you know. I'm going to cash this check or I've got no money for the weekend, you know, have a bit of a doujois-wah or whatever you call it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, been in some crazy stuff. Been hit by a car as well. Some 
someone hit me when I was about 17, I think, maybe 18 at the most. I think I was 17 at the time. Could have even been late 60s. I had a blue with these people. I worked out years later what had happened. It was the people that I had a blue with that come and run me down pretty much like a rabid dog, as you do. Yeah, that's what mates do, you know, so-called mates. And um, it was over a cigarette lighter. I, I've always been adamant about cigarette lighters. I can't stand a liar when you know that it's your cigarette lighter. That's it. That's that. Something in my head just sends me nuts when I know that I, I've got a cigarette lighter and you've got it in your hands and you're trying to tell me that that is your cigarette lighter. And if you need to borrow that for the night, you have to ask me. It's like, no, I know that is my cigarette lighter. And you're being a complete ass about it. So anyway, it was over there, something like that. So I said, well, F you, DJ, I'm, I'm walking home, which was a pretty big walk. It was at least, you know, six miles. So I'm walking home. I'm actually about three streets away by the time I got home. And anyway, this car comes up behind me, and I'm walking just down the street, you know, in the gutter, you know, on the side. And sure enough, bang, it, this this car lifted me. No shit. It lifted me straight up over like a backflip, over the um, – as I went up into the air, when I reached the um, the front window – my hand was hanging down, so it was just like a rag doll. Just went, like done a complete, well, virtually a complete double backflip. So it had hit me from behind because it was travelling. You know, I could hear it coming. I'm like, oh, yeah, shit. And then all of a sudden, yeah, it hit me. Like it must, it felt like it was more my legs, you know, around my kneecap area because it was a low low rider car, or I know what sort of car it was. Eventually, I gotta, I gather. Um, an LJ Tirana <clears throat> XU1. I, I got actually hit and installed. If I had that car now, it'd be worth two hundred and twenty thousand. The car that hit me, <laughs> so it was. At least I went down in style. You know what I mean? <laughs> big, big sack of potatoes just flipped up in the air. I remember my hand then hit it. I, I fractured my hand, my right hand, because as I went over, my hand was hanging down. So it was just like, poof, poof, you know. So I'm flipping up around the air, and as I am, my hands hit the windscreen as I've done a backflip, and then I must have done a second one on the way down. Um, so I've, I've sort of done a semi one as the car hit me um, when I hit my hand hit. So I was sort of going up, over, and then I remember it, and then something made me flip pretty quick, and I reckon I've done one more. Anyway, and then I ended up on the ground. I was paral paralyzed, man, like I was conscious of that. But I couldn't move, eh? So I'm screaming out. I, I could use my lungs. I'm like, Aah! anyway, the cops come and they called the police because the neighbours come out and they're like, what are you doing? And they said, all I wanted was a cigarette, man, because I was in that much pain. I just wanted to sit there and just, but because I'd reeked in a, a bit of booze, you know, they just made me out that I'd fallen over the gutter. So <laughs> they've just ripped me up. Like here I am virtually laying there paralysed, you know. It's like, ah, the drunken sort of um, lad, you know, and it's like, uh, uh, no, no, man, no, <laughs> never mind about put something behind his neck in case he's got a fracture. <laughs> they ripped me up like a freaking dirty cat that was just hit by a car, you know what I mean? Like, uh, it would have been it would have been better if they at least put a shovel under me to give me a bit of dignity, you know, like they were shoveling me off the freaking pavers. So all I'm doing is screaming out, I fucking can't move and I want a cigarette. <laughs> so that was all that was on my mind. I was probably, of course, I was probably talking gibberish because I was in freaking la-la land. <laughs> so they ripped me off of the ground, took me home, eventually threw me in the front front door and said, ah, the, you know, young lads had a few drinks tonight, granddad, you know, look after him. Yeah, man, I've had some crazy, crazy times, I tell you. Been a, oh, wow. I remember when I was out in the bush, used to get there quite a lot. I lived in there for a while, actually, a couple of years. And um, no electricity or nothing, actually. Well, I had my own, you know, means without electricity, but, yeah, I survived.
I was working actually too. I wasn't just out there bumming in the bush like, you know, <clears throat> playing me violin or anything. I was actually working. I was hygiene and everything. And, yeah, you know, it's a big story. That's another way how you can live off grid, guys. We need to do that, you know. I think it's healthy for us, you know, to actually experience that. It's the greatest thing. Don't you feel more alive when you're sitting around for a weekend just or a week go camping with the four befores and or going to the log cabin, you know? They're the they're the times, man, that you really appreciate. Away from all the freaking magnetic fields and bullshit of life. Even climbing a mountain, man. It's a lot of things that we can do, you know, that are are very helpful to our health for sure. I don't know, mine's more just going bush and solitude. I'm more of a solitude sort of person. You know, I've been put in a position that I am very secluded to a degree to what I used to be in my work. Bloody hell. <laughs> I used to have people all around me all the bloody time to just what I am now the last couple of years, you know. And it's just like, don't worry me, I've always been a learner, you know. But um, I'm not one for big social gatherings and stuff. Just doesn't really do much for me. I'm more spontaneous as well. Don't like planning things. So it makes it very hard for me to even, it makes it very hard to be, to even convict to a, a proper spot even on Podbeam. It's taken me years to even try and get to this level, which I've been succeeding sort of off and on the last week. But uh, it was pretty, pretty good the last three weeks straight. That's huge for me, man. Like, pff, never been like that. Always wanted to. And the structure I I accrued from it, I was feeling really good about it. But I um, I just needed a quick break, you know. I had a few other things to deal with. And fatigue wasn't very good at the, the last week or two. So I've had to lay off a little bit. <coughs> but... Um, these things happen, you know. That's why I find it very hard, you know, to... In certain mind frames to convict to a certain thing, it makes it very difficult, you know. I'm sure people can relate to that, you know. What are you going to feel like tomorrow? Like, I've always been like that, even with sports. You know, martial arts, everything. When I used to do all sorts of different sports when I was younger, it was like, I feel like it that night, I want to do it but maybe I don't want to do it on the weekend, you know. So it was always one that I found it very hard to um, slot myself into a permanent um, sport or anything, really, from sport to podbeam, podcast, you know. Oh, can we... I mean, I'd have many shows now if I could just say to someone, because I've let people down in the past, I know myself, you know, Oh, mate, I like you. I'd really like to have you on too when we can have a yarn and and all this shit. And then I just drop it or I go quiet on them. And very rude of me for to doing that, but I acknowledge that I do that. It's because I realise I want to do it. I think, I think that's the problem. I'm not deliberately being rude. It's just that I want to have you on. I want to do all this. I'd love to have this dream right now. <laughs> it's like... Drop everything. Get on here now while I'm in the mood, <laughs> and then this is gonna this is gonna rock and roll. But who's gonna freaking be bloody doing that? You know? Yeah, I'm a very hard guy to roll with. Very awkward. I mean, each to their own, I guess. But um, yeah, yeah, I've had quite a few people where I, I just get to that point now. It's just like I'm. I feel nearly. Im- I don't know, not embarrassed, but um, more of a letdown to them, you know, because I know some people that I've got lined up that could come on here are quite, you know, they've got better things to do their time than be screwed around, you know, those sort of people. Record labels sort of up there and in echelons of books, you know, signing, people that are signing books and shit, you know, they don't want to be messing around with some amateurs just going especially when it happens twice, you know. I let down a good mate that I'd done that, you know, and that, that felt really bad, you know. I thought, shit. I remember a couple of years, Charles, Charles Giuliani, me and him used to kick off really well back in, you know, 15-odd years ago, 
10, 15 years ago at least, we were um, really tight and like probably in nearly 20, really. And um, I used to ring into his shows. We used to talk a bit and all this shit. And twice I let him down. I, th- I felt I- I'm going to have to touch, put my hand out to him again because I-, I feel bad. I just feel like, fuck, didn't go through with it, you know, in the right ways and, and the way I should have done it. Yeah, it can be hard, you know. I mean, to me, I'm not getting paid or anything, so it's not like some big shit like that. It's more of a principle, you know. You just don't do that shit to people. He's probably thinking, what the hell's happening here, you know. Um, Yeah, yeah, so it makes it really bloody hard, guys, you know, how, how to put it in perspective. Oh, well, that's good. Well, I had a rant about that. I, um, I might just have a... A quick just look at the time and that and see where we're at here, how long I've been going. I don't even know how long I've been ranting on here at the moment. Must have been that long. Oh, yeah, it's only half an hour. Hey, how you going, Captain Fog? Yeah, good to see you still in the room, I think. Let's have a look. We got in the old Kurt, Lou. Oh, yeah. Oh, hey, Lou. Good to see you too, mate. Oh, yeah. Sorry if I've neglected any of you. Yeah, well, I'm having my little rant. He's the most welcome to call in if he's really want to talk about anything, even what I've brought up or, you know, your own anything. Just, yeah, yeah, let loose, you know, guys. Yeah, you're most welcome on this one, for sure. Hey, Kim, welcome to the room. Ah, oh, yeah, I'm just I'm just sort of rant, ranting on at the moment, you know, because I've got some good marijuana. Nah, <laughs> just, I'm just having a bit of a flashback, you know what I mean? I'm just chilling out and just thinking, Looking back on things and reflecting, you know, I think it's really healthy. You know, sometimes you've got to watch how you reflect because that can bring on depression, you know. And um, that's that's a very fine line you've really got to look at, you know. And I found the, the biggest start to getting rid of depression is to start forgiving yourself more, you know, than others. And I really find that a really blessing, to be honest with you. And I'm only talking a few years ahead of a, a few of us in here, even or people that listen. You know, look, I, I'm I, I'll tell you that now. I, I'm probably twenty, thirty years ahead of my time. All right, I might only be fifty odd, but I, I'm sure with the people I've rubbed hands with over the years and my own thinking and my own research and books and everything like that. I've got the mind of a bloody um, an 80-year-old. I'm a sage. I'm like a guru. <laughs> Here we go. It's gonna... I'm like a god, an Elohim. Woohoo! Look at you. You know what I mean? But I've got some shit that I can share that will save you a lot of grief. This is what I say to a lot of the young ones. Look, I know it's going to sound patronising. I know it's going to sound like a nag. But if you'd like to listen to me for just two minutes, just two minutes of your time, I might save you 30 years of grief. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the old fart we would you know? <laughs> it's like, well, your loss. <laughs> I'd like to go back and talk to me when I was younger. <laughs> Yeah, they don't want to learn, man. It's just like, well, ignorance is bliss, they say, isn't it? Nah, until a horse kicks you up the ass. Mm. You're going to come across many trials, many scars on this journey, my friend. You've got to realise that. And that's how you're going to realise how blessed you are and how much you realise love. How would you realise love if you haven't had such hurt? How would you realise compassion if you haven't had to have a place where you thought, why am I not being compassionately freaking thought of here? Why would you go through all these emotions that would make sense to you as a normal human being without having the the yin, the yang, you know? A lot of us think, oh, love and light, woohoo, look at me. This is how I'm living today. How are you going, Caps? Are you living fine today? Oh, yes, yes, everything's going great. I'm on top of the bills and um, kids haven't mucked up for at least six years. Um, me and the missus are putting out every night and every time I ask for a, a little bit of a favour here and there on the side, it just happens immediately. No, 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 no. 
Life don't work like that, guys. You know what I mean? We have our ebbs. We have our flows. We have the yin. We have the yang. Anyway, I'm preaching to the choir in this room. There's no doubt about it. Let me move along. This is more for an upper download uh, version. If you know what I mean? Caps, this is for you. You know it's true. Understand what's going on around you. You are in a state of war. And you have precious little time to save yourself. Yeah. Throw in something deep, Oz. That's the way. which we call active measures. The first stage being demoralization. It takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. The next stage is destabilization. What matters is essentials. Economy, foreign relations, defense systems. The next stage is crisis. With a violent change of power, structure, and economy, of normalization. This is what will happen in the United States if you allow all the schmucks to put a big brother government in Washington, D.C., who will promise loads of things. Never mind whether the promises are fulfilled. Listen, you may learn something. And it takes only from two to five years to destabilize a nation. When they will see the future, what the, what the beautiful society of the fallen yes. justice means in practice, obviously they will revolt. The time bomb is ticking. With every second, the disaster is coming closer and closer. The danger is real. Isn't that funny? That was from Black Ops, guys. No shit. Call of Duty Civil War trailer was an actual was an actual recording from someone telling us about the demoralization of a country. Breads and circuses, guys. Bells and whistles. What have we become? And do you know what I've done? I've gone to the next level, and I'll tell you what happens just before, just before a fall of society. You know what happens? It's every time demoralization, debauchery, what we are seeing right now. It is not an attack on Christianity. It is an attack on the moralistic values of Christianity that is occurring as well. Put that all into play. Welcome to communism, my friends. Welcome to communism. This is um, Caps the other Friday night sending me his new toy he's got. Looked like a violin or something. He didn't look too good that night, my friends. He didn't look too good that night. There's no doubt about it. Let's play a song. We must be getting close to a song time, surely, surely. Oh, that was, oh, oh, we'll wait to the hour, I reckon. Let's put a song on for our other mates in the room. Release the beast. Kitties, 
Man, Mick. Man, Mick. And do you think that the country will see the first, the United States will see the first gay president or the first woman president? She lasted about two weeks after that comment. I'm sorry, she's a what? Oh my gosh. Obama. Obongo. She had a wang hung low, there's no doubt about that, Lou. There is no doubt about it. When nobody wakes you up in the morning. Lou, I want you to remember this in the morning, my friend. Soon now that you're into the um, blowing up of bridges, but I want you to get down to the heart of pure zen and um, positive affirmations, if you know what I mean. Have a listen to this. Nobody wakes you up in the morning, and when nobody waits for you at night, and when you can do whatever you want, what do you call it? Freedom or loneliness? The secret of happiness, you see, is not found in seeking more, but in developing the capacity to enjoy less. Aha! Uh -huh. Less of a bridge! It's not just about walls and bars, but also about mindset. The best way to keep a prisoner captive is to ensure they never realize they're in prison. Everything hangs on one's thinking. A man is as unhappy as he has convinced himself he is. Did you see that? So you've actually achieved it from not burning bridges, but blowing them up. Listen to this. Let, let it sink in, man. Let it sink right in. Let's, let's get it right in the pine And when nobody waits for you at night, and when you can do whatever you want, what do you call it? Freedom or loneliness. The secret of happiness, you see, is not found in seeking more, but in developing the capacity to enjoy less. Less! Less of a bridge! It's not just about walls and bars. Aha! You got the key! The best way to keep Woo! a prisoner captive. Next level shit, guys! Right here live on Strange Days. You've excelled yourself. Lou, you have excelled yourself. There's no doubt about it. If you are depressed, you are living in the past. If you are, if you anxious, are anxious, you are, you are living, living in, in the future. future. If you are at peace, you are living in the present. Confucius would say, Hey, welcome to the room. We're having the greatest day this side of the Mississippi. <coughs> yep, we are. That's what we're trying to do, at least. We're trying to prevail the gods. We're trying to heed off the evil. Hi! Let's play a song for us, man. Hey! The old, good old days. Now we're talking. Flashbacks, guys. Next. 
Hitler got got a bit um, slack on his hand. He just started throwing up next to his ear after a while. <laughs> he was sick of handing it out like, "Woo, we're not doing the bloody um, yeah, the royal salute now, guys." I'm getting worn out. We'll just throw it up to the air. Bit of a flick of the wrist. Bit of a flick of the wrist, eh? <clears throat> That's what I'd do. Yeah, I'd get really worn out. One for you, Lou, seeing that you're a tribal man. Being after my own heart, there's no doubt about it. Hey, he's gone anyway, the bastard. Bloody hell. Oh, you don't, you don't get a song. You don't get a song now. Scrubbed. Scrubbed from history. I'll be deleting this next five minutes. <laughs> Here we go. I'll become vengeful. I'll become vengeful. A volcano god. That's what I'll do. That's the one. Have no one before me. They don't like looking at people's bottoms. I want them behind me, guys. I want the righteous path. This one's for you, for. Yeah. Tribal man. Forza Mary kept. Full blowing Mary, man. He's a full blowing Mary. There's no doubt about it. He's got the haka. He does the haka. He does. He's a full blowing. Let's put a song on for Uncle. Let's put a song on for Uncle. A man called Uncle. If I can get past this little thing. It's not letting me go back. Come on, man. There's no one in the room. Maybe I can play a song just for me while no one's listening. No one's listening, I guess. I should not play this song. But, um, ADL. Yep, I shouldn't do this. I've got to self-censor myself. Wow. I've got to self-censor now. Bloody hell. Oh, you're here. Yay. Woohoo. Self-censoring, capos. Bloody hell, what's going on here, man? They're making me self-censor myself. <coughs> Christ almighty, this is getting bad, man. They're bringing down my show, I think. Uh, they're not making it the, the good old days, if you know what I mean. Bit of old squitch and um, angel of death. Yeah, no, no sense of humor no more, mate. Nah, the world's gone to shit. Oh, but here we go. I've got a fairy tale about something that is tintillating to a new movie coming out about frickin' mermaids and some frickin' fairy-looking bitch. Oh, sorry. Oh, shit. They probably think I'm yelling at them out there. I told them I wasn't going to do a show tonight, and they're probably thinking, what's he doing in there, the old, old duck? I think I'm having a relapse. Shit. 
I better be quiet, a little bit more quieter, you know what I mean? You know what I say in moments like this? F you. F you to hell, man. Nah, I shouldn't say that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it to their face. They'd probably hit me. They're like, bang! The old man down. Shut him up. Bit of fisty cups. I don't need that, caps. I got an ulcer, man. Do you know how? Do you know how I avoid a fault, uh, a fight with the family caps? You say to your sons when they're getting a little bit bigger and a bit, bit stronger, you go, "Well, son, I'd take you down, but you know there's only going to be one hit, and um, I'm dead." <laughs> you bring the sorry card out. <laughs> <laughs> I got an ulcer I haven't talked about to your mother even. It looks like it's got a cancerous tumour, to be honest with you. <laughs> and then they might feel sorry while you kick the shit out of them. Boom! Boom! <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Oh, there's madness to this. Yeah, yeah, you you got to play with it, man. I'm telling you now, I'm giving you some father advice, mate. Take it as you want. Take it as you will. Take it as you will. Lubing it was passed down country. from the Lubavitches. So I can get faster. Yeah, the Jewish tribals involved in the tell me about faster. that technique. Shuttles faster. Shuttles faster. Shooting the toxic vaccine so I can get my shekels faster. Shekels fast breath. Building my tunnels faster so I can get my prey out of here faster. A little bit faster. Shipping out children's mattresses so I can get my media faster. So I can get my Shekels faster. Kumi, to Jewish quarantines, so I can get my shekels faster. Consuming products you don't need, so I can get my shekels faster. Joining the fucking army, so I can get my shekels faster. You're very quiet tonight, my son. Do we need a confession box? I think we need a confession box. Don't tell me you're playing that bloody card game again, man. I'm serious. Do it, Billy. Pretty strange world out there, man. Try and stay clear of it, you know. Just hang out with people like me, you know. On social media, more alarming. Some media outlets publish these same fake stories without checking facts. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play you a song. And I'm gonna sing. That's right. No, we're going to pause you, then we're going to go into you. Oh, yeah. Let's play a little bit of Soul Stripper for Uncle Caps while he's tintillating his car game. I think this will be fascinating. I think he might be. Let's have a look. Don't want to put him under the. Oh, he's gone. Oh, no, he's here. Shit. Bloody hell, he's still bloody here. 
bloody glutton for punishment, fish you. All right, you can put this on in the background while you play your um, card game and, um, well, card game, and I'll uh, sing a song for you. That's what I'll do. Actually, let's get the let's get the stereo pumped. Here we go. Whoa, Oz, you're selling yourself in the place now. Wait till I do some other bells and whistles, man. It's gonna blow your mind. There's no doubt about it. Uh oh. something to spice up my show a little bit that's what I want that's what I want 
that leg down, guys.
It's a wrap. Adios, amigos. Show shutting down. Suck. It's right.